we seem not to be able to capture it or to actualize those things that the Lord himself have done. And it's not because there is one man called the devil that is so strong that is making it impossible for us not to arrive at the place that God has ordained for us. It is simply our thoughts. So failure is thought. Success is thought. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to appreciate by the grace of God what I'm about to share with you. It's very simple. Very simple. And you see, sometimes God brings certain things and some scriptures and begin to bother you with them. You'll be wondering why. Maybe, most probably, there is somebody that needs to be delivered from something just because of that scripture. And of late, for almost whatever a month now, this thought is always there. There's this scripture that keeps coming in on and on and on and on and on. And, and I mentioned it last week as well. And it's Proverbs 23 verse 7. It's a common scripture that you nobody know, keeps coming. But I believe that it's somebody that God really wants to work with and need to help. And that, that is why I think it's continuously bringing this scripture to my mind. It's a very simple word which you know. He said, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen? Are you, are you hearing this? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And that is very important. The word heart there is nefesh in the Hebrew. And it means lost, it means man, it means me, it means mind. Now, sometimes when you hear the word lost, you only be thinking of sexual immorality, you're wrong. Lost is not tied to sexual immorality alone. You can lust for a thing. You desire a thing. Lust is also the word desire. But I think loss is either a wrong desire. Because the Bible says you're lost and you don't receive. And then you ask because you want to consume it for your own lust. You see, so it's a wrong desire. But it's a strong desire. And it's a desire that is bettered in the heart. So, you can, you can have a positive loss, if you will. It's a desire. I, let me look at this. But the Bible said, David was panting. His heart was panting after God. That was a loss. But a positive loss. Are you hearing this? So, don't always get, you know, I don't know how to put it. Anytime he has well lost, you'll just be thinking of evil things alone. No, I don't think so. Because it's a function of the heart. And it all depends on what your energy is being directed to. Because loss is as an energy concentrated on one or two things, and it could be positive or it could be negative. It's, it's an energy. It's a force within you. It's the thought that I've accumulated. In Isaiah 59 will tell us that when a man thinks, he conceives and he brings forth. Thoughts bet issues. They can bet life, they can bet death. Are you hearing this? The Bible says when they desire and they conceive within their heart, they bring forth Cacratize and spider webs and the man that eats them die you know so it means thoughts are the things that enable you to bring to pass certain things that people can partake of are you hearing this you can conceive things in your spirit they become not just seed they become seed that will comfort and men can partake of that so when he says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so easy, it means seeds are formed within you and they become a time of expression. So failure is also a product within your mind and success is also a product within your mind. And it comes forth as an expression at the end of the day. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? So one thing I want you to capture this morning is that everything that you need in life to be successful with is directly centered within the realm of your soul. Hallelujah. You, you will capture this much later. I've been counseling with someone recently. The person's got a young brother who at the age of 23 was very vibrant, doing a lot of things and even at the age of 23, he bought a car for himself. 23, he bought a car. Hard-working young man. Going to the university. Already, I think, in part two. But came home and got related to some group of people and they think they have to make fast money by becoming a militant. And so he joined this militant group 
in Baez are there, no river state. And then they stay in the forest because the militants don't stay in the city. May Elijah ministry, maybe. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Now the point is this, he's gone into cocaine taking and all manner of things. Now he lost control of his life. The truth is, it's not a devil. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? You just left the environment you were. You were doing well on your own. You decide to think of something to make it faster. And you find that it's a group that can help you do that. It has nothing to do with the devil. It's your mind. I read a book some six, seven years ago. I mean, Jody Hudson or so. I can't remember precisely the author now. But he said, the devil didn't make me do it. That's the title of that book. And I love that book. You see, man is always refusing to take responsibility for wrong thoughts. This is bad. You are just refusing to take responsibility. So you hick it onto the devil. No. It has nothing to do with anything called the devil. It's your thoughts. Bible says from where comment was. Comment only from your members which war. Your thoughts. Your desires to be rich. Your desires to be this. It's just your thoughts. All I'm robbers when they are called say the devil. When did the devil speak to them? When you lie down in the night, what do you think? Why do you think David will say, let the meditation of my heart be acceptable? That means there are some meditations that are not acceptable. What does it mean to meditate? It's to think. And virtually there is nothing you do on earth without first you thinking about it. You must first think before you act. Even if you have to kill, you must first think. You, it is not even the day you think of killing that you kill. You brood over it for a season. And then you come up with ideas and processes by which it can be achieved. Even so, if you challenge your energy toward the thought of success, God is going to make some things available to you to enable you to capture what you want and you become a successful person. Hallelujah. Nefesh. Lost man, me, and then he talks about mind. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians. I just want to read verse number 4, I mean chapter 4, 22 and 23. That you put off concerning the former conversation. The word conversation means a lifestyle. The old man. Which is corrupt according to the deceitful lost. These are laws that are deceitful. Is that okay? <laughs> and remember the word laws is synonymous to nefesh, like we just said, which has to do with heart, which has to do with the mind. Amen? Hallelujah. So, deceitful laws there equals deceitful thoughts. Hmm? Now look at the next thing. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now, I want, you to, I want you to look at that. Be renewed where? In the spirit of your mind. Your mind is God's spirit. Now, so the problem is not what is happening. The problem is how have you been able to handle the spirit of your mind? Now, what he's saying is, you had a lifestyle that you knew before. Now for you to change from that lifestyle, you have to renew the spirit of your mind. Now it causes a former conversation. I'm going to be illustrating a little bit with Egyptians for instance. I mean, Israel coming out of Egypt. As we progress. Is that okay? He said be renewed with this, in the spirit of your mind. Now, the change you can experience today is directly connected to the renewer of the spirit of your mind. Listen to me. No matter how many places you go into for prayers, until this begins to work, you will still be where you are coming from. Are you there? 
Listen to me. If you go for deliverance and a lot of deliverance will be conducted for you until this thing I'm talking to you this morning takes place, you'll be back and washed off. And from where you're coming from. Hallelujah. The spirit, the word spirit in the Greek is pneuma. Pneuma means a current of air. That is by breath, blast, or a breeze. By analogy or figuratively, a spirit. The rational soul, by implication, the vital principle. The mental disposition, the mind. And I like that word. The mental disposition, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. It's another way of saying, be renewed in the mental disposition of your mind. So transformation doesn't take place until your mental disposition is changed. <laughs> Spend all your days doing religious activities. Change cannot be produced. Be renewed in the mental disposition of your mind. You see, we used to say, I am what God says I am. Do you believe it? Now, it will take you some exercise to stay on that fact that nothing shakes me from what God says I am. How many of you look at people and you imagine that what has happened to others will happen to you? I mean, that's stupidity. Somebody failure has nothing to do with your life. Absolutely. Neither will somebody's success stagnate you from succeeding. Mental disposition of your mind. You must think about it. Young people, listen to me. You can make up your mind to that and say, tomorrow this is the kind of person I want to be. You have all the time. You have all the chances. You have all the opportunities all around you. To become who you want to be. Who God actually says you should be. Mental disposition. When somebody looks rough on the street by way of dressing. The devil made him do it, didn't he? It's just thoughts. Maybe he just feel like looking crazy so that he can attract attention. No, of course, I'm just telling you the truth. People want to be pioneers in anything. It could be negative, it could be positive. So they come up with a fashion and you run after the same thing, but you see, the, in, by implication, their own mindset is working on your mindset. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So the man look rough on the street. You say, oh, this is fashionable. And then you begin to look rough like that man. You are only working on the mental disposition of that individual. Your own mind is not functioning. Let me tell you that God didn't say kill your mind. He said renew your mind. Neither did God remove your mind where you were born again. He said make use of your mind. But let it be renewed. Sometimes people think when they are born again, their mind can no longer walk. That's a big lie, man. <laughs> Your mind is still alive. Huh? God didn't say destroy it. God didn't take it away from you. Your mind is still there. But you want to recondition your mind with the influence of the Holy Spirit. How many of you understand the difference between my spirit and the Holy Spirit? Are you there with me? <laughs> Hallelujah. Your mental disposition. The next one we read there, you say, 
be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The word mind is nous in the, in the Greek and means the intellect. The mind, divine or human, in thoughts, feelings or will. By implication, the mind, the understanding. Nous in the Greek means understanding. It means what? Well, your intellect. Somebody who's going to school, they say it's an intellectual. Why are they calling him an intellectual? It means he has been able to exercise his thinking in a different realm, different from the man that didn't go to school. Am I correct, somebody? So what makes the difference between the man that went to school and the man that didn't go to school is one exercises his mind, the other man have refused to exercise his mind. The difference is the exercise of your intellect. And so the man have gone to school say, hey, don't mind him, man. He didn't go to school. Why, what he's trying to say is that you have no brain. But you have brain. What's the difference? You didn't exercise your brain. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Let me tell you. This is why the people you call unbelievers can see succeed much more than the people you call believers. Because they are exercising their mind. To think think of business think of success think of how to do things right but the christians don't think but god didn't say you shouldn't think he said if there be anything of virtue anything of praise think on the did he say what you think god said think it's a commandment anything of praise anything of honor anything of glory anything worthy think on those things but you don't think let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit helps your thoughts. Because you see, you first think and then you act or you move to act. Am I, am I talking now? Now the Holy Spirit helps you in the course of acting to act rightly. Put it this way. The Lord ordered the full step of the righteous. Am I right? It means the righteous must first start moving before their full step can be ordered. Now, if you don't think, how can you get out from your house to do something? <laughs> Hallelujah. Can you even hate someone without first thinking about it? Can you love without thinking about it? Everything about your life is centered on thought which has to do with your mind. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's talking about, you see, I, I like the, the intellect in thought of feelings or will. That's the mind, the word mind. To be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now, think about it. When the Bible says spirit, pneuma, it means air. And see, air is not stable. So, what, what is it trying to make you understand? The spirit of your mind is the frequency of your mindset. The way it moves. The way it flows. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Spirit moves. Air moves. Air is, 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 you see, actually when you talk about breeze, is air, emotion. Are you done with me? So your mind is always emotion. Now the Bible says, let that motion be renewed or be controlled into another direction. But it's always moving. That means whether you like it or not, you are a thinking person. Come on, am I talking to you now? Your mind is always moving because it's spirit. But now God is saying, let it be renewed. Let the frequency be controlled. Bring it together. Harmonize it with the thoughts of God. Because no matter what God is a thinker. I know the thought that I think towards you. Did he say so? And are we in the image of God? That means we also need to think. Look at Genesis 1. God was alone. And I'm sure he thought. It's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for me to be alone. That was a thought. Even when he said, let there be light. He sat and said, what do I do first? Let me first bring out light. Let there be light. And let there begin to bring other things. God thinks. He doesn't just create. He first thinks before he creates. Yeah. 
Now, you see, it's giving a strong, powerful force to succeed in life. But we use it negatively. That's the problem. Remember what he said in Genesis chapter 11? He said, these people bearing the Torah of Bible say nothing shall be able to stop them because they are in one mind. Kai, that means thought will always achieve anytime, anywhere. Because you are in one mind. What they have determined to do, they are going to succeed. <laughs> you can succeed. It's just your mind. No devil can stop you. Except the devil takes away your mind and it's not possible. So your failure is not tied to your grandfather. Your failure is not tied to your community. Your, hey, I'm going to make you see that. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the way your mind walks, the way your mind moves. Are you hearing this? The spirit of your mind, the air, the breeze, the blast of your mind. Let it be under control. Renew it. Your mind read needs a renovation see because the word renew is not necessary take another one renew means the thing is old make it new that's why i told you god didn't take away your mind come on am i talking now he didn't take it from you you still have your mind but he said renew it if you renovate a building the structures are still there you can bring in new furnishings Am I talking now? The new painting, new fittings, the structure is still there. The money, but when you enter here, I never could believe this world. They say old house. Fine, because new things have come in. Now renew your mind. It is a throw it away. It is a way you are coming to talk, put your mind out there. It is a way you want. No, renew your mind. See people who are creative sometimes they oh I'm not a believer, oh I believe in the Holy Ghost, oh believe. you know. They are no longer creative because they believe in the Holy Ghost. Who told you that? This is why so many of us jump into ministry because we think, oh well, I know I'm born again, oh everything. No, 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 no. You could still be born again using your mind and God see prospering you wherever you are. Hallelujah. You still have your mind. Your success is your mind. Your failure is your mind. It's your thoughts. What do I do with my business? It's your thoughts. How am I going to raise my children? It's your thoughts. It's your mind. No devil can change your mind. It's your thoughts. Own up your problems. Own up your responsibilities. Hallelujah. Are you there? <laughs> Don't let me go that way. I wanted to say something about Nanas and Fire, but let me not go there. Psalm 78. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Your thoughts, man. You can't go beyond your level now except you synchronize your thoughts into new dimensions. <laughs> Psalm 78 Verse 20 Hallelujah God is speaking Look at this Behold He smote the rock Now Israel is speaking Is that okay? That the waters gushed out And the streams overflowed Can he give bread also? He provides flesh for his people. Who is asking this question? These are people that got delivered from Egypt. You see the problem with the mind? <laughs> are you there with me? Now, they are thinking of the flesh, they are thinking of the bread, but they are not thinking of the fact that God parted the Red Sea. And that thought begin to do something in them. What have they come to do? They start disbelieving God. What is bread and water 
compared to parting a red sea, compared to killing, compared to the flies and all those things that came there. What is water and bread compared to those things? What is water and bread to do that? See, but they are asking God, can he? How many of you have tempted God before? This is the real temptation when you don't believe what he can do. And it's all a product of your mind. How long am I going to resist? Is God still alive? Have you asked those questions before? In Deuteronomy 16, verse 6, verse 16, rather, the Bible says, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And in Isaiah, as he tempted him in Massa, Deuteronomy 6, verse 16. Ye shall not tend the Lord your God as he tempted him in Massa. So you can look at Exodus 17, 2 and 7, Numbers 23 to 4. That's the question there that David was making reference to. Can he provide water? Can this God provide bread? Their mind is still on Egypt. They're thinking about the bread. But I wonder, hey, listen to me. People like eating the bread of sorrow. They love, listen, man loves slavery more than freedom. But there has to be a price to be paid to enjoy freedom. They were already freed, but they were still enslaved in their thoughts. These are people that they can just, uh, okay. All slaves wake up. And everybody jumps up. Now go and begin to make the bricks and rest of those things. And then after a while, okay, go and get your food. You know, people love prison yard more than outside. You know what? Now somebody I made a statement. I read it from Webbury. Yes, a young man was released from prison. And he told him, said, I don't like being free. And he said, why? He said, no, no, no. There's too much work to be free here. But in prison, I know when I get up. I know when the food comes. They provide the food. They provide the clothes. I know when I go to bed. But here, I have to think for myself to be able to do everything. So I like prison. Now you're laughing about the same thing. God has set us free. But we refuse to take responsibility to make life better. We like the slavery of the devil. We like the slavery of Egypt. We like situations where people can control you and tell you what to do all the time and all the days of your life. That is why so many people cannot own business of their own. Because it requires thinking to succeed. To pay jobs. You, you come to work, hey, mate, yes, sir. Come to the office by seven, yes, sir. And then you take tea by eight, yes, sir. And then you go to break by 10.30. And if I'm on break, you don't have to be on break, yes, sir. Are you following what I'm talking about? You close by three, but in case I'm very busy, you close by six, yes, sir. But your salary remains the same. Slave mentality. All in your thoughts. You don't want to take responsibility. So the devil made me do it. It's the same thing with the guy from prison. I know when I go to bed. When they ring the bell, lights out. All prisoners sleep. Oh, you, whether you want to sleep or not. Huh? If you are going and somebody has to guide you. And you have to have a special uniform sold for you by the government. You like that. And that's exactly what it was in Egypt. And that's the same thing the people were saying here. I mean, I know how Pharaoh can give us meat at any time and Pharaoh can give us bread at any time. But this one you bring in us here, can he provide like Pharaoh? Because you are going to make us think of walking to eat bread. Man doesn't want to walk. He doesn't want his heart to be exercised. May God deliver us. That is why even nations are having the same problem. When they raise men into power in governance, they want to be looking onto other nations to find answers to the problems on ground. Mm -mm. Every nation is peculiar. Problems are peculiar to nations. You've got to be able to use your mind to help out wherever you find yourself. You've got to take responsibility. That's why nations that really shut out other nations, they succeed faster than nations that are still attached to all of networks and whatever. Do you know that? Japan and all that are shut their market and all that. 
They came up with inventions because they have to take responsibility. Their mind had to begin to work. But here we are. We got independent. But we are still dependent. Huh? MF, what do you call it? Monetary, IMF, and uh, World Bank, and uh, you know. Uh huh. We are still dependent. But yet, we have independence. Why? Because we can't take responsibility. Our minds are not working. I pray somebody is helped this morning. Because I'm bothered. You see, this thing called Christianity sometimes makes me sick the way people behave. Because their lifestyle, they are just like robots. Am I talking here? They are just like robots. They can't think. They don't know how to exercise their mind. <laughs> Glory to God. You shall not tempt the Lord your God as you tempted in the master. Now, can you see what we can call the temptation of Jesus? You know that is the place Jesus quoted in Matthew chapter 4. When you read from Matthew chapter 4, um, 6 to 7, say, And he said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, call thyself down, for it is written, He shall give it in just charge over thee, and their hand they shall bear thee up, lest at any time that thou shalt foot against the stone. Verse 7, Jesus said unto him, It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. What do you think he's saying here? What do you think the Lord is saying? What do you think Jesus was telling the devil, if you will? Thou shalt not tell the Lord thy God. Mm? Don't cause me to exercise my mind in a different direction. Are you there with me? Don't tell me. You know the temptation. He was trying to say, do you think you can? That's the way it should be. Can you truly? Do you think you can? Are you sure there are angels that will catch you? Because look at the question they asked the Lord there. Can he provide bread? Temptation is always when you say can. So, the devil was telling Jesus, can you drop? Can there be angels? Are you hearing what I'm talking about? And so they think I'm provoking to, okay, watch and see. Huh? If you think I can, now watch and see. So that's why they say, don't make me do what I don't want to do. <laughs> I don't want to watch and see situation. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So, literally, Jesus will have been able to drop and say, okay, let me drop and then you see. And let me let you know that the angels will guide me. Because the question is, can you fall? Can the angels be there to guide you? Is it true that God said you provide angels to tap you? Psalm 91 is what he was quoting from. He said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Don't make me do what I don't want to do now. Are you there with me? Say, can he? That's a temptation. So many of us have been tempting God because we keep on questioning God. Is it true? Can God do what he said he's going to do? Is it possible? Am, am I sure? Anytime you ask those questions in your mind, you are tempting who? The Lord. Can you imagine God who did all of those things? Say, can he? It's just a spirit of unbelief, the way they were exercising their mind. What is bread? What is water? That would be so difficult that God can provide. Say, can he provide water? Okay, yes. He brought us half. Yes. He smiled the rock. But can he provide water? Oh, that's a stupid question. Can you imagine this thing? Hallelujah. Now, so what is the answer to all this? Let me tell you this. Relocating may not be the answer. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? Sometimes you say, well, if I get out of this place, I'll do better. I don't think that's true. Because this guy, they've already left Egypt. But they can still think I'm men who have left Egypt. So it's not the issue of location. Are you there with me? How many of you know about Las Vegas? You heard about Las Vegas? The man that started our community was one man. He just left the U.S. and went down to the arid area, nothing there. Set up an industry. Which is a gambling industry. Anybody that goes to Las Vegas is going there for gambling. That man should be one of the richest men. Any man, when people earn their salary in the city, they go to Las Vegas. He didn't go there to set up industry to produce anything. He set up the business of gambling. And anytime you earn your salary, you see yourself going to Las Vegas. He created a climate through his thoughts. And everybody are flowing towards Las Vegas for gambling. Till tomorrow. 
the biggest gambling center in the world and it was created by a woman in his thought let me set up a gambling machine and people are flowing there to gamble their money their houses and everything so you can create an atmosphere it's not the location he didn't do it in the city he did it outside the city now the place is completely developed the place is fantastically developed people go there money goes there thoughts they left egypt but they were still in egypt in their mind you are delivered from the war but you are still in the war your thinking is still of the war your attitude is still of the world the bible call it formal conversation and deliverance will help you out of that the bible says renew that is a commandment so if you like go for deliverance 40 times you say renew huh Renew the spirit of your mind, your mental disposition, that it be changed. Resources are available. Everything on earth is here. See, God created all things and buried wealth on this earth. And that's why I say man should come here because he wants man to enjoy wealth. Where do you find bonsite? On the earth. Where do you find crude oil? On the earth. What about gold? Dust, gold, dust. Here in South Africa. I mean, just name it. They are all on the earth. He created the earth and put words in the earth and said, man, go there. But he just wanted to discover what is on the earth and make use of it. And then your light comes up. People are selling sand. What is sand? How am I talking here? Sand is still on the earth. People selling sand of people are making money. Is this sand? Where do you have Food coming from from the earth. Everything God wants you to be sustained with is on the earth. You plant your crops still on the earth. You harvest still on the earth. You can use your brain. <laughs> you call in the devil. I do all of your fasting on brain. Hey, that is not going to deliver money to your doorpost or your doorstep, if you will. Fasting and prayer won't bring money to your doorsteps. Got to work for money. It's seed time and harvest. That's the law. And you use this place to work for your money. Those who are fast enough can simply say, you bring your money and trade it in and I'll give you commission. They are still using their brain. Have you seen those people who goes from store to store collecting change every month? Women, just hold their bag says, what do they call it? Money collector. You laugh at them, but they are making good money out of your money. Mm? Say just simple contribution. Just be bringing uh, how much are you contributing a month? Say uh, what one thousand? Okay, one thousand. Collect one thousand. Collect one thousand. Collect one thousand. Put it in the bag and then go and do something else with it. At the end of the month, they return your one thousand to you, huh? Without interest. He's only keeping it, but he's using it. Yeah. Mm? I have one of my cousins. The wife is doing that. They bought a car already. That's banking in the local level. Use the brain. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Don't accuse the devil for your failure. Don't accuse anybody for your poverty. Use your brain. And depending on people to sustain you, it's not the answer either. And that is why you get angry with people. When they don't provide, he say, I don't know, you see the way he's treating me. You are a human being like him. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So relocation is not the answer. Israel have already moved out of Egypt. Yet they were not away from where? From Egypt. Even though we have been translated according to Colossians 1, 12 to 13, we still don't believe of what God can do for us. Is that okay? The Bible says you'll be translated from the power of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. Though we are in the kingdom, but we still not believe what God can do. We are still asking God questions. We are still tempting God on a daily basis. Hallelujah. So what actually is the answer then? Romans 12, 1 to 2 again. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the change, for this sense, the word renew here, is from the Greek, it means renovation. That's what I was saying before. 
anachronosis. Anachronosis means renovation. Renovation doesn't mean take away what was there and bring another thing. No. Recondition what is already existing. Hallelujah. I hear people sometimes say, well, in our family we don't do well. Hey, something is wrong with you. What have, what have your person got to do with your family? And he said, well, in our family, this is where we behave. Oh, something is absolutely wrong with you. Even twins are not identical. They might be identical in their whatever, whatever, but I think that thumbprint is different. Am I talking here? They are not the same person in that sense. You have your mind. Haven't you seen twins come to life? One died, the other one still living. Why didn't both of them die at the same time? Because they are twins. Say in our family, this is where we behave. What's wrong with you? <laughs> the Bible talks about being transformed, being changed, metamorphosis. It's not just talking about, okay, we know it has to be done. Change, but you see, the truth thing is a transformation. That means a transformation of life can only come through the renewing of your mind. I read a story of a man that was taken to the city from the village and he was shown the toilet. And when I got to the toilet, he had to climb on the port. You know what I mean? Do you climb on the port or sit on the port? This guy have to climb. Why? Is he so squatting on Pete's latrine at home? So that is the best position that he knows. Now, this is another environment. He has to change his thinking from squatting to sitting to be able to succeed and live well in the city. Are you following what I'm talking about? See, some of you who have been brought from the village to the city, you are still village people. You are only existing in the city, but you are still village people. And you see, you are laughing. Check, check your lifestyle. Check your kitchen. Check your wardrobe. Check your bed. Check the way you live. You are still a village person. Though you hire a house in the township. Now, all of them is still a thing of the, of the mind. Some of you, if they buy a washing machine for you now, you still be washing and then thinking the machine will be the one to dry it. It's serious. You may be laughing. This they have not yet. That's why, you see, now you can understand the implication of the word education. Education means to recondition your mind, to think differently from the way you were thinking before. That is the meaning of education. So that you can go to school and still be the same old person you were 50 years ago. That's why sometimes we say somebody can pass through school and school did not pass through him. And then the old people will say, a traveling man is half educated. To me, it's already educated. Because a man that goes to the U.S. to say for five months or one year and comes back home, Forget about the way he's going to talk. I'm not talking about that. You understand that? His appearance, he wants to polish his shoe, which has not been polished before. He changes. Are you following what I'm talking about now? So, you can be in the township and still be living as somebody in the village. Much more, I think, I remember one of his books I read, he was saying something, he said, where they were in the, in the place and the, the mother told them they were going to move to another place and they finally moved to the place and they had a place in the place where they were before you know they have to stand at the bath tube to bath and things like that now provisions have been made and the guy was still standing there thinking of bathing like that instead of entering you follow what i'm talking about now he knew the difference between the bath tube of the city and the one they were having in the village until he has to be educated to do that and that is a problem with the Israelites. They have left Egypt. They were thinking Egypt. 
So that even the thing that God has made available, they can't make use of it because they have never been used to that. You need education. You need education. And I think you need spiritual education. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so the mind is to be what? Renovated. I'm not talking of the color is black, you paint it white. You should be able to understand the context what I'm talking about. When we talk of renovating your mind. It has to do with your perception about life radically changed. It has to do with the way you live now, the way you live among people, the way we live in the city, the way you see the world in general how to be changed. The way you will see God how to be changed for you to succeed. Hallelujah. Now, you can understand why in 3 John verse 2, the Bible now says, what did he say? I'll be, say, beloved, I wish above all things that I may prosper and be hurt even as thy soul prospered. And I checked the word soul there. Two things. In fact, the word prosper, or to prosper here, or prosper it, it means to help on the road. Hallelujah. To succeed in reaching. To succeed in business affairs. To be prosperous on a journey. Hi, help me. It means your life journey is directly connected to your soul prospering. Until your soul prospers, you can succeed. Did you hear me out there? I wish above all things that that may have prospered, even as your soul. That means your soul is the thing that will take you on this journey of life. Coming to the end as a successful man, even in business, has to do with the prosperity of your soul. Did you get this? And you know your soul is made up of what? Your intellect, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Take it again. To help on the road. You are on the road. The children say, on a journey. Am I talking now? But their soul was not prosperous enough to lead them on. So the man that will get to Canaan, the man that will get to the success of life in Orem, is a man whose soul is prospering. Are you there with me? That's why this subject is so vital. Because everything we need to have in life, God has made what? Available. One more scripture. James 1, 5 to 7. Look at it. If any of you lack wisdom, let the ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth none, and it shall be given him. Verse 6. But let him ask in faith, not wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Mm -hmm. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. What's a double-minded man? It's a man that has two souls. The mind is in the soul. Now the mind is double. That means you have two souls. Can you, can you get a connection there? That's why it is double. Come on, get the picture right. The soul is made up of the mind, the emotion, the will, and the intellect. Is that okay? And it's like a double-minded man. That means you have two minds. You're operating in two dimensions of life. You think here, you think there. Come on, am I talking now? You are neither there, you are not there. See, you're double-minded. The Bible says you can't receive anything from the Lord. These are men that are not principled. These are men that do not have sufficient faith to believe what God has promised. They can't receive anything. It means prayers can't work it out. Why? Because they are double-minded. So you can see why one of the reasons your prayers are not being what? Answered. Because you are double-minded. Say, let him know he can receive nothing from God. Hallelujah. 
That means if you're not principled and focused and say, I know I'm going to make it. And you set up your target and say, I know with God all things are possible. I'm going to achieve what God said I'm going to achieve. Until your mind comes to that dimension of living, of thought, of existence, there is no way. If you like fast and pray, you are not going to get what you are looking for. Because you are double-minded. You have double soul. You think this way, you think that way. Your frequency is not consistent. You are somebody that we can trust. Even God can trust you. Today your personality is different. Tomorrow it changes. We can't trust you. God himself can't even trust you. And because he can't trust you, he can't handle to you what you cannot handle. Because I don't mind it. Say, let him know. So, all you need to do to come into the place of success in life, God, that your soul may prosper, is to renew what? Your mind. Become a stable person. And know that for sure in life, what God has ordained for you, you are going to achieve it. Are you listening to me? We have too much problem with Christians. Not because the devil is killing them, because they don't know how to use their mind. They are not principled. They are not steady. And so they step into it, they come and they step into it, they come out and all manner of things. They are tossed to and fro. They are just like the wave of the sea. You know, they can gather anything. They just foaming up their shell. Tossed to and fro, every wind. God said, I don't answer people like that. If you want to trust me, trust me. If you want to believe me, believe me. If you want to take me as your God, take me as your God. Are you there with me? <laughs> I was speaking to Maxwell a few days ago and I had some thought in my mind. In the vision, I lift up my eye, I look at my shelf and I was looking at my books and my Bible and I saw a big plague just pasted there. The Lord is my shepherd. And when I got up, I said, God, thank you. You can provide. Hallelujah. One of the things I was already thinking for, let me be honest with you, I was thinking about the journeys that I have to make. I was thinking about the resources. I was thinking about how we're going to be able to achieve all of this because too many letters keep coming. Come to us, come to us. I said, God, how can that be? I don't want to be a burden to anybody in life. And he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I should trust him. I want you to trust him. Keep your spirit right. He who has called you is well able. He who is the author is still the finisher. God cannot be mocked.